0: Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 155. I'm your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Thank you so much for being here for another episode. It is super special today because my girl, Megan Colwell, is back to talk more about social media marketing for artists. So Megan was on the show recently um, and that's exactly what we talked about, social media marketing for artists, but we just could not quite cover it all because there's so much good stuff in that brain of hers and she's back. Megan is an artist herself. She's an incredibly talented wood-burning artist. She's also the director of design for my company, Fun Love Media. She is just a really creative, smart, Talented person, and she has lived the life of an artist for years. And she has so much good insight for you. If you're an artist or something similar, or you're in a creative space. This is the episode for you. Lots of good detailed social media tips from Megan. Um, we're talking about reach, like how to, you know, increase your reach. We're talking about how to come up with ideas for content, how to stay consistent. So much good stuff. So that's coming up in just a few minutes. Before we get into that. Conversation. I just really quickly want to share with you my new little project that I put together for you because I'm really, really proud of it. So it's a free guide and it's called How to Build a Mission Driven. Personal brand on social media because I know so many of you are mission driven, meaning that you have a mission that's more than just making money. It's deeper than that, right? You're putting together this brand and this business of yours for a deeper reason. Um, It doesn't always have to be world changing or life life saving necessarily, but something that matters to you, and you have that mission inside of you, and you want to go out there and help the world with your brand and with your business. I know you because I'm like that. We do these things. We we are sentimental, we're emotional people and we care. And that's why I made this guide because I thought about you and all the people I've met over the years on social media and just how Beautiful it has been to not only experience building a mission driven brand myself, but to help other people do it. Like, it, I mean, like, I'm not trying to cry today. Okay, I got makeup on and it's looking cute. So we're not going to go there. But I got to say, it really, really tugs at my heart. So this guide is free. All you got to do to get it is go to slash join email. That's it. We'll put the link in the show notes to make it easy on you. But it's just slash join email. And you're going to get this free guide, how to build a mission driven personal brand on social media and it literally just walks you through like i have these six keys you know and it goes through all of them and explains to you in detail how to do this. And then we go into even more detail inside of my membership, Small Biz Social Society, on this topic and on lots of topics. So if you get the guide and you're loving it and you want to keep going and dive into this, I would highly, highly recommend that you go to smallbiz social society.com, join the membership. It's only $18 a month. And it's really, really gonna give you all that you need to stand out on social media and to have that mission-driven brand and put your um, mission and message out there in the world and do all the good that you want to do on social media. And of course, you know, make some money, honey. Um, So anyway, BrittanyCarson.com slash join email. Go get the free guide right now. If you already get my emails every Monday from me, then that means that you probably got this guide last Monday when you got the email. I made sure it included it for everybody. So look in your inbox if you're already on my list. All right. That's it for that. Wanted to make sure and share it with you. I'm so excited. We have got to, got to, got to just get to this conversation with my girl, Megan Colwell coming up next. Today's guest is back by popular demand. She's an incredibly talented whip burning artist going by the name of happy with an eye camper KC on social media. She's also the director of design for my company, fun, love media, and she's a producer on this podcast and several other fun, love media podcasts. And a fun fact, she doesn't know I was going to say this. She once touched John Hamm's beard. (laughs) Welcome to the social sunshine podcast, (laughs) Megan Colwell. Yeah, I can't believe you said that. I did touch John Ham's
1: beard, and it was one of the most glorious moments in my entire life.
0: <laughs> Surprise! I was like, I don't think that's too embarrassing for me to share, right? No, it's actually it's one of the highlights of my entire life. I love that he let you. He's like, yeah, he did. Okay, crazy lady, you yeah. seem harmless. Touch my beard.
1: I mean, I went through all the steps to make the sign for him, so. <laughs> worked
0: out and <laughs> I wasn't going to bring up the sign, but you brought up the sign. Do you mind sharing what the sign I'll, said? I'll elaborate. Uh, so you guys know,
1: I like to make jokes a lot. I love a good pun and his last name is ham and he's incredibly handsome. And so I made a sign that said, um, I want a ham sandwich. I'll be the bread. And, um, <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. And the glorious thing is, is after the event he was doing, he ran straight over to me. I swear to God in slow motion (laughs) and he, he signed my sign. He thought it was funny too. And let me take pictures with him and let me touch his beard. And like, overall, like he's super nice. Like he's such a nice guy and like unbelievably
0: handsome in person. Wow. Even more handsome in person, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, (laughs) related. what a, what a hard life he has. He has yeah. women saying, Oh, please let me touch your face. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. 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 What a life. Right. All right. Good for you, John. <laughs> hey John, in case you're listening. Hi. Um, <laughs> hi, John. miss you boy. What a way to, <laughs> <laughs> start to start our our next episode together. I'm so glad you're back. We've been talking about this for a while. So if you don't know, now you know that Megan and I work very closely together um, through Fun Love Media uh, as overall, but then all of these projects within that. And so we're in close contact all the time, and we've been talking since the last time she was on the show which was just a few episodes ago, um, where we talked about social media marketing for artists and the episode has just done really well. It's had a lot of people listen to it. It's hit the charts in multiple countries. And, um, Megan has gotten actual great feedback herself directly from artists. And we were like, okay, we have to talk more about this topic of social media marketing for artists because she and I both know that, this is also going to help someone who may not be an artist, right? Like it can, is just a lot of good detailed information we're going to go over. So would you share just real quick to, in case somebody hasn't listened before your artist background and just like your story with that?
1: Yeah. So I started doing wood burning art in 2012, just as like a mental health outlet. It was a medium I was really, really drawn to and, I was just making it for myself as a hobby in 2017, my husband lost his job and I needed to basically make rent. And my friend suggested that I sell my arts. And so that's when I opened up an Instagram and a Facebook page. And then it just kind of took off from there. Um, so I started posting on social media, specifically Facebook and Instagram in 2017. And here we are today, 2022, and now I'm almost at 12,000 followers and I'm blessed to say I have a very engaged audience that I love
0: wholeheartedly. You really do. It's really impressive. I've dealt with a lot of different social media accounts over the years that maybe weren't my own too, right? And some of the information I get from you, like just you talking about your experiences in your social media, but then things I see in your comments and all that, you have a really, um, really engaged audience. It's really impressive. And it speaks volumes to you. Cause that means people have learned to trust you and really go to you as an expert, you know?
1: Yeah. I really don't take that lightly. It means a lot to me.
0: Okay. Well, it, I think it's fantastic. It's perfect. And I know a lot of you guys are out there listening. Thank you so much for listening to to us have this conversation. Okay. Let's dig right into more talk on, um, social media for artists. The first, so we have a few topics outlined here that we want to make sure in touch with specific advice for you. So the first one was exposure. We've got like some pain points basically, and how you can find solutions to these these problems so what about if someone wants more exposure what is your biggest piece of advice for that that's such a huge
1: pain point for artists when I first started out in 2017 I did not have the confidence I did not have the courage to show my face on social media and I was certainly not pumping out enough art to be posting every single day so my response my answer to getting exposure without the content was engagement. And what I mean by engagement is leaving comments, leaving direct messages, liking someone's story. And it's very much an outward thing you can do in order to get your brand in front of other people's eyes, um, and funnel them back to your account, basically. So, I love engagement. It's one of my my favorite things to do. As you know, we could do every single thing right when we post content to social media. We could do all the things. But as soon as the content is posted, it is out of your hands. The algorithm gods take it from there and you just pray that it's going (laughs) to work. (laughs) And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. And so I love engagement because it gives me that control. I can say, okay, I want to engage with this person. This person is in my target audience and I get to connect with them.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. And this is something that you and I have been talking about in all, in all different kinds of situations lately, actually, because you're like just the queen of doing this. You have so much practice at this for so many years and you actually have a system, which we don't have time to dig into right now. Maybe, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll have a whole podcast episode. Yes. Completely (laughs) about Megan's like awesome uh, engagement system, but just really quickly, please, please help someone understand what you mean. So say, say there's an artist and they want to go and use this method. What the hell do they do? Like, what do you mean go engage?
1: So the very first thing you want to do is define your target audience Define who you want to engage with. So for me, it was specifically people in my local area. I'm from Kansas city. I live in Kansas city. So I was looking up hashtags here in Kansas city, but I also wanted to engage in my community of artists. So I was engaging under hashtag wood burning, hashtag pyrography, and I just made myself a list. And if you go on Instagram, you could follow those hashtags and you could look at the recent posts there and just refresh that feed and just start leaving comments. I know that a lot of times we get so bogged down in our own content and what we are creating. And not a lot of people like to hear this, but most people don't care about your content. They care about their content. So I leverage that, (laughs) you know, I'm taking my brand showing that I care about their content by leaving a comment or sending them a direct message, answering a question they wrote in the caption. And that just funnels them back to me and hopefully following me and
0: engaging with my content from there. Right. And and one more thing about this activity to point out, it's very important to point out out because you and I, you know, like, um, ethics and morals and, and just being good people is very important to us. So got to point out that if you go about it the right way, then you're doing it the right way. Unlike how, especially a little while back, it was a big trend to follow unfollow where you go and you follow a bunch of people just to try to, (laughs) she's like, just to, um, just to try to like get their attention and say, oh, look, I followed you, you know, and then people might follow you back. Right. But then after that person would get followed back, they would unfollow the person. Like they, they only did that to get the follow. There's a distinct difference between doing some shady shit like that. And what megan's doing because she's making sure and finding people that are compatible with her or at least the best that she can tell and that it like makes sense that they would even want to look at her art she's really putting thought and care into it it's a big big difference i just i don't know to me i wanted to distinguish that it's a great point i like to say you and i put the personal
1: in personal branding and i am all about authenticity and connections you can tell right off the bat if someone is posting and commenting bullshit. If they're using spam bots, if they are buying followers, like if someone has 50,000 followers, but like two likes on their post, talk about a red flag. And that does nothing to benefit your brand. It does nothing to benefit your business. It does nothing to give you more business. So I always comment authentically. I respond to people who comment on my post. Engagement is a two-way street, but it's a good place to start. If you do not have content to post, if you don't feel confident about using reels, it's a way to gain more exposure overall.
0: Right. Okay. Perfect. I love it. It's you're mingling. You're getting out there. You're mingling and you're, 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 you know, starting conversations. It's perfect. Okay. Let's move on. So we've, we've gotten exposure. You can, you can solve that issue by using, uh, Megan's engagement methods, um, Next, staying consistent. That's something that can be difficult for, well, you know, artists, anyone. Yeah, for real. (laughs) On social media, it really can be. I think it's like what we have to form these habits and stuff, right? But what do you think about how you can solve that problem?
1: The overall theme is that everything is content. And I know that you've heard that before, perhaps, but. The more you work creating content into your workflow and existing lifestyle the better but even more specific for me i post content that is not all art so what i mean by that is sure i will post a time lapse video or a compilation of me making a piece from start to finish but i'm also adding in funny reels about being an artist and marketing as an artist. And I'm also adding in memes in the form of reels. What's interesting about that is I really only have to focus on maybe four posts a month that are actual artistry pieces. And then the rest of the content is filler. And you can batch the rest of that content in an hour's time, in two hours time, you could batch it creating Reels and Canva. We actually talked about that recently in small business, social society. And so the more that you can batch content to post later, the better off you are.
0: Right. Yeah. You're so right. I mean, it feels so good too. Right. It's so satisfying. We've talked about that before where it's like, Ooh, I just got a lot of batching done. And it's, it is what it is though. It's, it's got to get the work done. Like you, you make that decision and you stick to it and you say, okay, for the next 90 minutes, I'm Batching some content and I'm creating however many things my goal is, and it just pays off later, like hugely. It's like meal prep or something. It's a very similar <laughs> idea. It is. Well, and the more specific you can get with what content you're
1: posting, the more consistent you'll be. The easier yeah. it will be. I I have those three types of posts. I have art, art uh, art reels, and my memes. And that's three posts right there a week. Easy, boom.
0: Right. Okay, cool. I love that advice so much. That's so good. And I love that you included how you do the different kinds of posts. That's going to be really, really helpful. Um, okay, next let's talk about reach because reaching, I mean, reaching people in general is like clearly what we want to do on social media, um, what every artist wants to do, you want to reach people, but I know you have some specific suggestions on how to do that that have to do with like hashtags using reels, um, what time you post, all that stuff. Can you just lay it on us? How do we reach the people we need to reach? It's a combination
1: of all those things. Hashtags, a lot of people roll their eyes when they hear this, but they are still working. I am still seeing them work for me. For me, as long as I'm using hashtags that make sense, I do specific targeted niche hashtags that are my ideal customer. And then I am also using those hashtags on my reels. Now we know reels content is being shown to people outside of your current following. So that's huge, but a lot of people are having a tough time posting to reels. And what I say to that is it does not always have to be you in front of the camera. It does not have to be you dancing or lip syncing it could literally be you setting up a tripod while you were working and you just film yourself and then later maybe you'll do some pop-up text over it that's maybe about your process that's maybe your mission statements maybe about your sale so always having content on your phone that you can post to reels And it doesn't like, what did you say recently? You were like, it was, it's like B-roll content, but you're shooting that for yourself.
0: Right. Yeah. If you can, you can get B-roll, which means that it's not like something, uh, it's kind of candid or natural background stuff. So you're not like, prepared and talking to the camera or presenting. Um, so it might be some, you know, if you see a video of somebody, it's like a medical commercial or something. And you see like a doctor walking down the hallway and there, that's B roll, you know, right. it's, it's all those little bits and pieces and you you're right. You can totally get B roll for your own social media.
1: That's exactly right. Well, and also there's other ways to get reach. Um, if you are not, um, very excited about hashtags or reels. I know there's some artists that are incredibly frustrated by those things. Um, There's some new features on Instagram right now. As of September, 2022, one of their more popular features is the add to story sticker. So when you're looking at other people's stories you'll see a little sticker that will have like some sort of subject and then below it, if you tap it, it's an opportunity for you to add your own picture or add your own content and share it to your story. I've been using that specific sticker when it applies to my personal brand. I'm not doing it every time. Like it has to make sense for my brand and my message. Right. But when I see it, I will add to it and I'm getting new followers just using that. And so a good way to gain new reach as an artist or any small business marketing on social is to use the new features in the app as they are presented to you, keep your app updated and If you see a new feature, a new sticker, use it because let's face it. These apps are getting paid for you to be on their platform. And when they make new stuff, they want you to use it. And they kind of reward you with more reach. If you do use the new features.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they do, they want us to do that, but like, also we benefit when we do that. So truth, we should do it.
1: That's just such an easy one. It's like, it's literally just two clicks and then you upload from your gallery, something that's responding to the, the ad, add your sticker, and then you post it. And I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away by the new people I'm reaching just using that.
0: So for someone that's not sure what this is, the add your sticker is something that you correct me if I'm wrong. You're maybe you're watching someone else's stories and you see, and it has like this old photo from like their wedding. And the ad yours says, you know, wedding photo or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, like, then that means that you, you can participate and add your wedding photo to your stories, but it's like linked to all the others.
1: Yeah. And a great example of that would be if you are an artist and you do commissions for weddings and you draw the husband and the wife at, at you know, under their pretty little altar thing. And like, that's what you sell. And then you can add to that and you add your art. And then all of a sudden your art is being seen by people who are in that niche. It's really a wonderful untapped tool right now.
0: That's really cool. Cause, cause then if you click on it, like if you saw it in someone else's stories and you actually tap on it, you'll be able to see all of the posts that have gone under that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. It's such a cool
1: exposure tool, but reach also has a lot to do with experimentation. I yeah. have I've, I've been on social since 2017 which I guess makes me a dinosaur whatever <laughs> dinosaurs are cool they are but I've experimented with everything I've experimented from lots of posts to early in the morning to late at night but experiment on your on your own you know it takes you know it's not a one size fits all for everyone
0: right right try different like times a day try Whatever, even different looks. even i th- I find it to be this to be a really interesting one, is that I and now, like there's always exceptions, everybody, for everything right. in social media. but like I find that if a video is well lit, mm. the different, like just that. like I could be doing the same thing in front of the camera, but if one of them is I'm in front of a window and I've got great sunlight on my face, or you know whatever. It's gonna probably perform better, like so. But I didn't know that, you know. I had to learn that. I had to experiment with that and figure that out along the way. That is such a good, yeah. Natural
1: lighting is so great. I'm outside right now, so I know we use, you know, audio and video to promote episodes. So yeah, it does make a huge difference, lighting. But you don't know
0: until you know, right? And you don't know what your people are gonna like. It might be some. It might be some weird shit. Like you don't. I mean, it could be surprising (laughs) what people respond to.
1: That is something that is so true about social media is like, if you don't experiment, you will never know what works and what doesn't work, you know, if you're if you've done the same thing over and over for the past six months, and it's not working
0: for you time to pivot. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about Small Biz Social Society. I created this mastermind membership back in 2020 because I wanted to help as many ambitious entrepreneurs as possible shine on social media. This amazing community is going strong and is filled with smart, creative, and fun members that are all rising up together. Small Biz Social Society members get access to a huge catalog of social media, online marketing, and business education led by guest experts and yours truly. And we add new classes and resources every single month. A member favorite is definitely our monthly Power Hour chat where members join me in a live Zoom call to have a business powwow. It's so fun and the support is priceless. This membership is your one-stop shop your main resource for online marketing and business guidance. And at just $18 per month, it's a steal. You don't have to do this alone. We're ready to welcome you with open arms. For more information, head to smallbizsocialsociety.com. Okay, good. So those are really, really, really good tips for, um, reach, reaching your people, reaching the people you want to reach and reaching more people maybe. Um, Okay. And then we also have coming up with ideas and like, what the heck to even post, which you kind of talked about earlier, but I would love it if you would dig deeper into that. Like, what if somebody, I mean, I don't know about you, but I hear this a lot in general from people that want to be on social media saying like, nobody cares about my stuff. Like, why would I always post? What am I supposed to talk about? <laughs> I don't think it's interesting enough or, you know, all those excuses. What do you say to
1: that? Well, I'm going to take some notes from the book of Brittany here and talk about brand pillars. And we we talk about this a lot in small business social society, but having three to five topics that you always post about that in, a, in at the drop of a hat, you can talk about confidently and passionately about because people feel that if you're trying to force yourself to shoot a reel because you see that it's trending, but it's just not your vibe, the audience can tell. And so what I like to tell people is pick three to five things that you can talk about consistently on social media. So then, As you are scrolling reels, that's the first place you start scroll reels to get ideas, start seeing trends, start listening to audio and think about the audio, how you can spin it to benefit your brand or to speak in your brand message. If that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. And also I like what you like, like, like we, for example, we all see Megan's dogs, like yeah. we don't, you know, cause you you're, you're incorporating those personal touches in your content, like mm-hmm. you said, in your pillars or whatever. So you've got your, your art, of course, we want to see that, but then like by incorporating in your case, your animals, well, then another dog lover is probably, you could grab their attention. And then you kind of have that common ground. It's just like making conversation at a party. Like you're going to like maybe bring up other parts of your life and chit chat with somebody. And then find you might have something in common. It's very similar to that. And talk about surprising connections. Sometimes I'll
1: post up something my dog did or, and then I'm all of a sudden having a conversation with people. It makes sense for me to post about my dogs because I do wood burned
0: pet portraits.
1: So like that makes sense. My dogs are also a big part of my life, but what's a big part of your life. It doesn't all have to be business.
0: Right, right. Exactly. I love that. Um, what, what would you say to some, like, we talk a lot about Instagram, but what do you say to an artist that this is just a question I just came up with. So sorry. I'm just like yeah, throwing it awesome. at you. All right. What would you say to an artist that wants to be present on two platforms? So let's just go with Instagram and Facebook. Cause they, mm-hmm. they jive pretty well and they're both very popular. Right. Um, what would you say to that person? Would you say, cool, do it. Would you say, don't, I don't think you would say that, but and how and how to maybe juggle that because I know you're active on multiple platforms.
1: I am, yeah, I'm active on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and recently LinkedIn, but that has nothing to do with my artistry, that's just my business. But it's taken me a while to build up stamina, and I think that goes for most industries. If you want to be consistent and you want to stay dedicated to your goals, it takes practice. And so the very first place I start is if I have filmed something in TikTok, for example, you, there's apps out there where you can download your video from TikTok without the TikTok watermark, and then you can cross post it to Instagram. And alternatively, the same thing goes for Instagram Reels and cross posting it to TikTok. And there's even options right now from Instagram to Facebook because they're both owned by Meta where you can cross post. So I'm not ever against that. People are always like, oh, you know, people are going to see the same stuff over and over. Here's the thing. You have a different audience on Instagram than you do Facebook, than you do TikTok. Like on Facebook, your family's probably going to see that shit versus Instagram it's going to be a whole new audience versus TikTok it might be a younger demographic completely different people and so I never worry about cross-posting or posting the same stuff because each platform has different algorithms
0: bottom line right yeah no so true that's so good okay good and then another one I thought of to ask you is about selling your art and and in that part of the process, because someone might be like, okay, Megan, cool. I'm getting good at this whole video thing. I'm showing people how I make my stuff. I'm showing my cat. I'm, you know, (laughs) I'm doing all these great social media things and it's going and I'm going good. But don't you tell me I need to try to sell something. Cause that makes me nervous. Like how, how can you help someone work through that? Because I've noticed that you are really good about making sure and telling your audience, like maybe when you feel like you only have so much capacity to do like custom orders. Right. And you'll be like, okay, I'm starting to take them now. I mean, can you help someone navigate through how they could maybe become more comfortable talking about actually selling their art? Yes.
1: Oh my God. It's so nerve wracking to sell your art. Like it makes my inside tighten up, but when I started doing it, I, the very first thing I did was update my bio. Like I update my bios and let people know from the get-go, if I'm accepting custom orders, if it's a Facebook page, I'm updating that cover picture. Um, that way when people are funneled back to my account, they see that they can read that. And if they want to, it's like a no pressure thing. It's just there. If they want it, you know what I mean? Um, and then I'll sprinkle in posts that, like, if I'm specifically having like a sale or things like that, I sprinkle those in. I, I really try not to be salesy. The, the beautiful, wonderful, powerful thing about social media marketing via the brand pillars is a byproduct of doing that effectively is getting business because you're selling without selling. You're letting people know who you are, what you do, how you help them. And your content might be educational, inspirational, but it it is funneling people back to your account. Like once they see your content and they go to your account, then they can read your bio. You know what I mean? Then they can be like, oh, she is taking custom orders. I I like her. I like her personality. Um, Right other times it's a long game. It's, it's a long game regardless, all of it. Right.
0: But you're saying that, that it's, it's, it's actually good news is that if you're doing all of the other things and you have this well-rounded personal brand you're building and you're, you're truly showing your art behind the scenes, how it's made, however you want to do it, that you're likely to draw people in where you don't have to be like, buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing all the time, because they're going to yeah. be naturally drawn to you because of your content.
1: Yes. You're creating, you're, you're manifesting your own, uh, business. people will be attracted to what they're attracted to. You know, if you are targeting the right people through hashtags, through your engagement, if your bio is on point and makes sense, then the other stuff just comes naturally. Like the moment I niched down and started saying, okay, I really just want to do, um, colorful pet art." And that's the only commissions I'm going to take or whatever but then when I did go to shoot the content for the pet art, it all just felt so natural. I, I was loved what I was doing. I was passionate about what I was doing. It would show it shown through my content and that was the content I was posting. Cause that was what I was making. And that's eventually who it was attracting. You know what I mean? And so if someone follows me, they might not be a customer now, but through my authentic engagement and how much I actually care about my followers, showing them I'm a real person, showing them my personality, showing them what I can do. The customers came, the sales, like that's that's just kind of come, you know, as a byproduct of effective marketing.
0: Right. It's also called alignment, it seems. Oh,
1: alignment.
0: You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're aligned well with what you feel passionately about. And that's the kind of art you're making. People can tell they're maybe that they, you can't articulate it, but someone could tell that, Oh, this girl's like real and she's loving it and yeah. I'm loving it. And you know, and it just feels love good. It. Yeah. I love that's, that. Yeah. Okay. Before we wrap up, I have one more question for you okay. that I did that we didn't plan, but Bring it on. I, I think you're hilarious and I'm sure yeah. a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people listening agree. A lot Aww. of people that follow you agree. Aww. Is that something d- being funny, silly, letting loose, whatever on your videos on social media? Is that something that was nerve wracking at first? Is it something that you gradually got into? Did you just dive in? How did that come about? And how did you feel about it? Because I know there are people listening that are similar to you and they have that silly side and they want to have fun with it, but maybe they're nervous about it.
1: Oh, well, thank you for saying that. Um, I do like to make people laugh. I think it's an evolution of me trying a lot of different things and finding out what works and what doesn't work marketing on social media as an artist. But I really had to do some self-reflection and think to myself, what are my strengths? And one of my strengths is every time I'm hanging out with my friends or I'm at a party, I can make people laugh. I can make a whole room laugh and I'm not trying to be arrogant about it. It's just what I do. Probably a trauma response, but I'm good at it. And so when I started, <laughs> <laughs> what I started doing is... You know, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to post silly stuff. And that silly stuff, like my memes and my art reels, those started getting a lot of reach, a lot of views, and likes, and shares, and saves. And I just built on it. And the beautiful thing about this is the less, quote unquote, done up I am, the better they perform. So I just go into it raw. Like I'll have, I will not have brushed my hair for, a week and a half, I will have no makeup on. I will be covered in dog slobber and dog hair and I will shoot that shit and it performs better than when I have makeup on.
0: <laughs> like, like the one where you're in <laughs> where you're in a nightgown. <laughs> and the dogs, and you're like talking about being a goddess or whatever, right? And the dogs say it back. It's so good. Fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, my Garfield nightgown has been featured several times. And <laughs> I love my Garfield nightgown. My husband, not so much. He's like, keeps trying to throw it away. And I'm like, listen, if you throw that away, I will cut you. <laughs> I love it. It is
0: a part of me. <laughs> it is a part of me. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay. Well, I think we did some, some good here today. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. I cannot express how grateful I am for
1: people to even listen to this. I mean, yes, I do this professionally, but I don't call myself an expert. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly trying new things and just, you know, gift yourself grace, man. It takes time. You got
0: to learn, you know, be nice to yourself. Right. Well, you are an expert, my dear, in many things, <laughs> and this is fantastic. Okay. Remind everybody. It'll be in the show notes, of course, but remind everybody how to find you on the internet. They can find
1: me on Instagram and Facebook at happy camper KC. That's happy with an I KC as in Kansas city, which is where I was born and raised. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Megan. Hey, thank you so much, Brittany. I really appreciate being on the show today.